is starting at yeah. 10.15. It, it might run a bit longer, so don't worry about that. Yeah? 12.15, maybe 12.25 and something like that. I'll tell you when to stop and you cut it then. Assalamu alaikum. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. Welcome back. Um, now we have, as you know, the, the next lecture. But before the next lecture, you might have noticed a, a, an A4 sheet of paper in, a, in red color on your seats. Please do take a copy. Um, we have been involved in organizing marriages uh, between, of course, male and female potential partners for quite a while. And uh, I have mostly relied on that kind of uh, experience uh, by consulting Sheikh Soheib Hassan. And I think he has a joke to make about that later on, which I'll leave him to actually state. But uh, over the years, what we had uh, understood was that although there is a gap and people are trying their best, sometimes this kind of work can be very um, disheartening because people don't tend to behave the way we expect one another to behave. And so for a period of time, we gave up working on this kind of a project and we revived it again. So please take a copy, read through it, and if you feel you want to benefit, then please do uh, take advantage of this sheet of paper. But uh, having said that, I would like to mention that Sheikh Sahib Hassan, inshallah ta'ala, will be my consultant, if you like. But if there are going to be any problems and so forth, I would not be personally uh, solving, as it were, the fiki issues and you know, marriage-related kind of technical matters myself. And I'll be referring you to the Sharia Council. And of course, he plays a very prominent role in the Sharia Council. So that's what I wanted to say before the next session. Jazakumullah khairan. Thank you. Bismillah ar-Rahman ar-Rahim. Alhamdulillahi Rabbil Alameen. Sallallahu ala Sayyidina Muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahabi ajma'in. Assalamu alaikum. Alhamdulillah, everyone's back for the second session today. And uh, alhamdulillah, we're very uh, fortunate here to have uh, Sheikh Suhaib Hassan, who um, I'm sure has been is a very familiar face to all of us. Um, has been an integral part of Jimma's conference for a number of years now. Um, I'll just give a brief introduction. Uh, my name is Marwan Ghannam. I'll be uh, chairing today's session. And uh, just a brief introduction to uh, Sheikh Suhaib. Um, he's been the Imam of Masjid Tawheed, as you all know, and as uh, Sheikh Abu Mutsa mentioned, he's uh, on the Sharia Council. Uh, one thing that uh, I am um, very happy to uh, mention is that he was also at our FOSAS conference uh, this year, which I spoke a bit about FOSAS at the start of the conference, of, of the Jimaz conference. And I had the uh, fortunate opportunity to chair uh, the lecture that he, he gave at the FOSAS conference as well. So, inshallah, I'd like to hand over to Sheikh Suhaib to enlighten us on the topic of marriage and the Islamic home, inshallah. Jazakallah khairan. إن الحمد لله نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونعوذ بالله من شرور أنفسنا ومن سيئات أعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مذل له ومن يذلل فلا هادي له وأشهد أن لا إله إلا الله وأشهد أن محمدا عبده ورسوله أما بعد فإن خير الكلام كلام الله وخير الحدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وشر الأمور محدثاتها وكل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلالة وكل ضلالة في النار أعوذ بالله السميع العليم من الشيطان الرجيم بسم الله الرحمن الرحيم ومن آياته أن خلق لكم من أنفسكم مزواجا لتسكنوا إليها وجعل بينكم مودة ورحمة 
إن في ذلك لآيات لقوم يتفكرون Dear brother, sister in Islam, this ayah which is from Surah Ar-Rum, it says, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ Among the signs of Allah SWT that He created for you from among yourselves, spouses, so that you have peace and tranquility with them. And He has made among you Love and affection. Indeed, there are signs for those people who think. The first thing which uh, comes to our mind that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned about his signs. وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ Among his signs that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created spouses for you from among yourselves. Among his signs, just after this ayah is, وَمِنْ آيَاتِهِ خَلْقُ السَّمَاوَاتِ وَالْأَرْضِ وَاخْتِلَافُ أَلْسِنَتِكُمْ وَأَلْوَانِكُمْ إِنَّ فِي ذَلِكَ لَآيَاتٍ لِلْعَالِمِينَ And among his signs are the creation of the heaven and the earth. And the difference of your colors and languages. So there is that big sign, that is the creation of the heaven and the earth in which there are so many stars and planets. The sun which rises every day, it is the big sign. But nobody thinks that it is a sign, because it has come something very familiar to you. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has joined that big sign with this sign, which is for us, that... There are spouses, for what reason? لِتَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا So that you find peace with them. And then your relation with them is that of mawadda and rahmah, love and affection. Now if you want to, to find out uh, peace, in after marriage, before marriage, of course, uh, you got uh, some liberty to go to your friend, stay there for the whole day, and then come back late at night, 12, at 12 o'clock at night. But after marriage, still you are uh, looking for peace with your friends. The poor wife is waiting for you in the house. And uh, you stay with your friend for late at night, coming 1 o'clock at night. What type of peace you are getting that? So just think about this ayah, لِذَسْكُنُوا إِلَيْهَا Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has created them to find peace with them. Some people, they are, uh, they are trying to find peace in the drugs. All right, a drug can't be turned into a wife, can it? Could it be? Huh? It is again impossible. So, the real peace is, is the one which is mentioned here. The Prophet sallallahu has said, and this hadith we always read in the sermon of nikah, the sermon of marriage. Tazawwaju al-walud al-wadud fa'inni mubahin bikum al-umama yawm al-qiyamah. Marry a woman who loves you, that is al-wadud. Who bears children, al-walud. 
because I am going to be very proud of my ummah on the Day of Judgment. So one of the objectives of nikah, of marriage, is to have children as well. Not like our youngsters, they say that because I'm still at university, so this year I'm not going to have any children. Huh? Oh, there are still three years to go to finish your degree. And sometimes what happens that some people, they don't marry only because of that reason. Because you are at university and you have to complete your education. All right. The lady, she is not marrying because she has to complete the degree. And even the parents are very happy that uh, she is going to have a BA and MA. Later, once she got uh, her BA and MA, Again, she would be going for PhD, isn't that so? <laughs> and once uh, the PhD is, uh, is complete, and normally it is not complete in one year time, at least two years, three years, four years, and then she would say that uh, I have to find out my, uh, fi find the job first. Once she is engaged with, with the job, she says, no, until I settle myself, then I am going to marry. And then, she is so late for marriage that she eventually missed the train. And then she has to blame herself. And your case is similar. Don't think that this is the, only, the case of the girls only. It is your case as well. You are going to miss the train as well. Don't think that uh, four wives are waiting for you. You are not going to get even one wife. Uh. See that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned two words for women in Quran. Yani this is uh, something which is related to linguistic knowledge. But again, Quran is a mu'jizah. This is why you find out this difference of meaning between the word imra'ah, which is woman, and zawj, which is also woman but wife. See, Allah SWT has used the word imra'ah for some people, the wife of so-and-so, and in some places he has used the word zawj. Why that difference is? For example, that ayah which we also recite in the marriage sermon, the first ayah of Surah An-Nisa, Ya yuhannasu taqwa rabbakum alladhi khalaqakum min nafsin wahidah وَخَلَقَ مِنْهَا وَخَلَقَ مِنْهَا زَوْجَهَا وَبَثَّ مِنْهُمَا رِجَالًا كَثِيرًا وَنِسَاءً وَاتَّقُوا اللَّهَ الَّذِي تَسَاءَلُونَ بِهِ وَالْأَرْحَامِ إِنَّ اللَّهَ كَانَ عَلَيْكُمْ رَقِيبًا O mankind, we have created you. O mankind, have fear of your Lord who created you from one soul. And... From the nature of the very same soul, he has created Zawjaha, the spouse. His spouse, that is Zawj. Allah SWT said about Adam alayhi salam, Ya Adam muskun anta wa, wa, wa zawjukal jannah. O Adam, stay, you and your Zawj, your Zawj in al-Jannah. Allah SWT said about the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam, Ya yuhan nabiyu, kulli azwajika wa banatika wa nisa'il mu'minin yudhina alayhinna min jalabi bihin. 
main thing is say, O Nabi, say to your wives, to your daughters, to the women of the believers. The word azwaj is used for the wives of the Prophet In another ayah, أَسَارَبُّهُ إِن تَلَّقَ كُنَّ أَنْ يُبْدِلَهُ أَزْوَاجًا خَيْرًا مِنْ كُنَّ مُسْلِمَاتٍ مُؤْمِنَاتٍ قَانِتَاتٍ تَائِبَاتٍ عَابِدَاتٍ سَائِحَاتٍ ثَيِّبَاتٍ وَأَبْكَارًا Again, أَزْوَاجًا And then, the dua of the angels, that is in Surah Ghafira, Surah Mu'min. Angels are asking dua for you. They ask forgiveness for you. And they say, Rabbana, وَأَدْخِلْهُمْ جَنَّاتِ عَدْنِنِ الَّتِي وَعَدْتَهُمْ وَمَنْ سَلَحَ وَمَنْ سَلَحَ مِنْ آبَائِهِمْ وَأَزْوَاجِهِمْ وَذُرِّيَّاتِهِمْ O oh Allah, admit them in those jannats where they are going to stay. Jannats which we have promised them. And those, and those people Man min abaihim wazwadihim. Those who were good among their fathers, their wives, and their progeny. Wazurriyatihim. Inna ka antal azizul hakim. Again, the word azwaj is used here. Now, where is the word imra is used? The wife of Abu Lahab, uncle of the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. تبت يدا أبي لهب وصب ما أغنى عنهما له وما كسب سيسلى نار ذات لهب وم رأته وم رأته حمالة الحطب في جيدها حبل من مصد وم رأته his wife the carrier of the wood the carrier of the wood so here the word زوج is not used in the same way Allah SWT said, ضَرَبَ اللَّهُ مَثَلًا لِلَّذِينَ كَفَرُوا مْرَاةَ نُوحٍ وَمْرَاةَ لُوتٍ كَانَتَا تَحْتَ عَبْدَيْنِ مِنْ عِبَادِنَا صَالِحَيْنِ فَخَانَتَاهُمَا فَلَمْ يُغْنِيَا أَنْهُمَا مِنَ اللَّهِ شَيْئًا وَقِيلَتْ خُلَ النَّارَ مَعَ الدَّاخِلِينَ امْرَأَةَ نُوحٍ وَمْرَأَةَ لُوتٍ نُوح wife and لُوت wife زوج is not used here just word امرأة is used but there is something opposite as well. وَضَرَبَ اللَّهُ مَثَلًا لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا وَضَرَبَ اللَّهُ مَثَلًا لِلَّذِينَ آمَنُوا مُرَاتَ فِرْعَوْنِ إِذْ قَالَتْ رَبِّ ابْنِ لِي عِنْدَكَ بَيْتًا فِي الْجَنَّةِ وَنَجِّنِي مِنْ فِرْعَوْنَ وَعَمَلِهِ وَنَجِّنِي مِنَ الْقَوْمِ الظَّالِمِينَ Here is the example of the good people, Imrat Fir'aun, the wife of Fir'aun. Again, the wife of Sayyidina Ibrahim السلام, the story that when the angels came and uh, they gave good news of uh, his son to Sayyidina Ibrahim السلام, his wife Sarah was there. His wife came. So the word Imra is used here. Zakaria السلام, he asked for a son, and then he was given the good news of a son. And when he was given the good news of a son, what did he say? قَالَ رَبِّ أَنَّا يَكُونُ لِي وَلَدٌ 
وكانت امراتي اخرا وقد بلغت من الكبر عتيا وكانت امراتي اخرا he said the word imra is used for the wife of zakaria so what uh, do we understand from this uh, explanation allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has used the word zawj where there is homogeneity between the two this homogeneity either because of religion both are muslims like the case of the prophet sallallahu alaihi wasallam like the case of uh, sayyidna adam alayhi salam like the case of all the believers so because both they are good muslims the word zawj is used so it means that in a marital life this homogeneity is needed and if that is not there then the marriage is not going to be successful the word imra is used where either both are kafir both are non believers like abu lahab and his wife or one is a believer and the other is a kafir like the wife of uh, lut and the wife of nuh because they are the both pro- they are the prophets and their wives they did not believe in them or like the wife of firaun the wife of pharaoh she was she was a believer but but her husband was not a believer what about uh, the wife of ibrahim and the wife of zakaria here there is the main objective from the marriage is to have children one of the main objective the wife of ibrahim sara at that time she was barren she could not conceive and uh, this is why she was surprised when this good news were were given to them both of them in the same way zakaria alayhi salam when he was given the good news of yahya he said wa kanat imra'ati aqiran my wife is barren so how could i conceive so that objective was not achieved this is why the word imra is used but when allah subhanahu wa ta'ala made wife of zakaria to conceive the word zawj is used wa aslahna lahu zawjah and we mended for him his wife the same woman for which the word imra is used now wa aslahna lahu zawjah the word zawj is used we have said that uh, in a marital house the main thing is to find peace and tranquility and allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has mentioned the house as well a place of peace wallahu ja'ala lakum min buyutikum sakana allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made your houses for you a place of peace a place to stay now is there any other uh, you can think of any other place where you can have this peace for example a hotel just a hotel Yes for holidays for few days the hotel is very good but if you are forced to stay there for more than uh, one week or two week then you remember your house because you are confined to the four walls of your of your hotel so you are not going to to have that peace there you will think about your house 
What about the person who is in, in prison? The four walls of a room. He can't go out. He's thinking about his house. Where you can get the peace. Anyhow, uh, in my life I got so many experiences and this experience was missing. Allah SWT provided for me that, uh, that experience as well. And thanks to American for that. Huh? Thanks to American when they detained me for a day or a night uh, in America in my last journey. So I was thinking at that time, this, this thing that what a house is, huh? where you can go, go freely if you want to go to the toilet or to the bath. Now you have to bang at the door, huh? ask for the guard to come, open, me, open for me the door. Huh? Then you go, come back once again, the same thing. So that is the great ni'mah of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the house. You only experience it when you lose it. Then you experience it. And uh, another thing was when brother introduced me that I'm the Imam of Masjid Tawheed. Even the Americans now knew it because the first question they asked me, are you Imam? I said, yes. Which mosque? That mosque. And then they have to be very alert because this person is an Imam and he is in a mosque as well because there may be some Imam without a mosque. <laughs> or some mosque without Imam. Now it is specially said to the woman and that is first advice which is given to the wives of the Prophet Sallallahu And stay in your houses and don't display your beauty, like the dazzling beauty of Jahiliya. وَقَرْنَ فِي بُيُوتِكُنْ In the same way, in the very same text, the ayah is, وَإِذَا سَعَلْتُمُوهُنَّ مَطَاءً فَسَعَلُوهُنَّ مِنْ وَرَاءِ حِجَابٍ And if you want to ask them anything, ask them, from beyond the curtain, from beyond al-hijab. Now that is one of the evidences of al-hijab, that uh, when you approach a woman, you approach her from beyond al-hijab. And when she comes out, then she must have this hijab, so uh, there should be that, that hijab which is which becomes a barrier between her and other people. Some people, they say that this is only for the wives of the Prophet It is not for you. And even some ulama, some scholars, they would say these ayat, they are all in the context of the wives of the Prophet Is it true? First of all, after the ayah of this hijab, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said, ذَلِكُمْ أَطْهَرْ لِقُلُوبِكُمْ وَقُلُوبِهِنْ This is more purifying for your hearts and their hearts. 
something which can purify the hearts of Sahaba and the hearts of the wives of the Prophet ﷺ is not good for you to purify your heart? Or your hearts are more purer than their hearts? So you don't need that purity at all. Now this, uh, this reason which is given in that ayah, it makes it very clear that this ayah is for, for all. For all the men and women. It is not confined to the wives of the Prophet Because the reason is given in the end of the ayah. So what purified the first society during the time of the Prophet can purify our society as well. And among these instructions which are given to the wives of the Prophet, وَقَرْنَ فِي بُيُوتِ Stay in your houses. Prophet has allowed the woman to go out. قَدْ أَذِنَ لَكُنَّ الْخُرُوجَ Allah SWT has allowed you to go out for your hajat, for your needs. What is the need? Uh, maybe shopping, that is the biggest need, that is shopping. Hmm? Second, think about it, huh? beauty parlors. Uh, beauty parlors, is it a need? Ah, you can think about it, is it a need or not? So the main thing is that they can go for shopping. And again, of course, nowadays, uh, the woman has to pick uh, the child from the school, take the child to the school. Yes, sometime uh, going to the hospital. If a woman is working to her job, those jobs which, which are allowed for a woman. For example, where there is not uh, to mix up with the men, where there she is not going to have private sitting with the men, like private secretary's job. That is, of course, uh, totally unacceptable for a Muslim lady. And uh, again, with the condition that she must be in her hijab when she goes for work. I think the best work for, for, for a lady would be teaching or a job like uh, lady doctors. So a woman could work if there is a need for that. But if there is no need, then her house got so much work there to do especially to take care of the children. If you imply a woman to nurse the children, to take care of the children, just think what amount of money you have to give that woman. So this lady, when she is staying at home, she is earning a lot, but you can't uh, calculate that earning. In the story of Sayyidina Shu'aib alayhi salam, the two daughters of Shu'aib salam, they were, yes, they were out to draw water. Why? Because they said, when uh, Musa salam asked them, Ma khatbukuma? Why are you here? Qalata. They said that, La nasqi hatta yustir ar-ri'a wa abuna shaykhun kabir. Because our father is an old person, this is why we have to come here. And still they were just waiting for all other people to draw water and then in the end they have to 
Drawbot. Woman, a woman has to work at home. Is it a part of her duty? Some people, they doubt about that. It is said in the books of fiqh that if a woman was served with a servant in her parents' house, then you, as a husband, are required to provide her a servant. But this is only if you are living in India and Pakistan or in Africa. Here, you can't imagine a servant. From where you will, you will have a five feet, six feet servant working in your house, whether a man or a woman. No, you can't afford. So this is why it means that this condition is not applicable, alhamdulillah, in UK. Uh. Yes, I know, I, I, I lived in, in Africa, East Africa. We used to have uh, uh, servants. They are called boys. I think this is the English word boy, which has become boy in Swahili. They, they used to work, but uh, here there is no question about that. There is no boy here. You have to work yourself. The story of Asma and her husband as Zubair. She said that uh, when I married Zubair, Zubair got uh, nothing except, except of uh, his horse. So I have to tend the horse and uh, do everything which is related uh, to the horse itself. And uh, then he was given a piece of land a mile away from my house, from Medina. I used to go there and uh, bring a basket full of vegetable, other things on my head. That is the famous story. And once she was coming back with the basket on her head, when Prophet ﷺ was coming the same way with his camel, and he said, ride Asma, ride the camel. And then she said, oh, I just heard, I just uh, remembered the ghira, the ghira of my husband, Zubair. How Zubair is going to say, what he is going to say, that I came riding on the camel and the Prophet ﷺ was just walking in front of me. The word ghira, in, in Urdu we say ghairat, ghairat, huh? in Arabic it is said ghira, in English there is uh, no word for that. Huh? If there is a word, just tell me. And if a man sees his wife, his daughter, his sister doing something nasty, oh, he would become very jealous and uh, he will kill her. Huh? Sometime, and in, uh, in some of the tribes, they become so furious that uh, even they come to kill. Astaghfirullah, that is bad. Uh, not bad verse. But any, any, anyhow, ghira, that you don't tolerate anything bad which is happening or which is being done by one of your family members, female family members. That is ghira. The only word which comes to our mind that is jealous. So you become very jealous. So she said so. She declined the offer of the Prophet She came to the house and said to Zubair, what happened? And Zubair said that... Uh, it was uh, harder upon me, not uh, declining the offer of the Prophet ﷺ, it was harder upon me that you come from that farm a mile away with a basket of vegetable, apples and other things or fruits upon your head. 
And he did not like uh, that asthma should suffer in that way. So, you got that house where there are some duties of the woman and some duties which are related to the man. And we always uh, try to understand that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given different roles to both of us, man and woman. I mention it normally in my sermon of marriage, that ayah of uh, the dream of Sayyidina Yusuf alayhi salam. is qala Yusuf alayhi ya abati inni ra'aytu ahada ashara kawkaban wal shamsa wal qamara ra'aytuhum li sajideen. Oh my father, I have seen eleven stars, sun and moon, all prostrating to me. So what is the relation of this ayah with the subject which we are just discussing now. When this dream came true, many, many years later, what was the interpretation of that dream? Eleven stars means eleven brothers. Sun and moon means what? Father and mother. Father and mother. Sun stands for what? For father or mother? For father. Moon stands for? For mother. That is to you and to me, but uh, according to Arab, Arabic language, sun in Arabic is feminine, as shams. And al moon, al-qamar, is masculine. So they say that, no, sun stands for mother and moon stands for father. Anyhow, whichever it may be, they stand for father and mother. Now you know that uh, sun and moon, they got their different course to follow. And they rotate on that route which is given to them, on that course which is given to them by Allah SWT. They don't interfere with each other. If one day the sun wants to interfere with the moon, do you think, do you imagine what is going to happen? If the sun wants just to touch the moon, huh, just like this, to touch the moon, what is going to happen? Disaster! This, this world will come, to, will come to an end that day. And this disaster is happening in our houses every day. Why? Because sun is always trying to, uh, to hit the moon. And moon is always trying to interfere with the sun. This is what is happening in our houses. The lady is saying that I am going for my job as well. All right, stay at home. You've got children. And she says, because uh, you are living on social security, you've got no work, you live with the children. You stay with the children. And I go for work. So, this is what is happening. Poor man, he is taking care of uh, changing the nappies and this and that. Uh, anyhow, if you know that, you can do that as well. But, uh, you know, whose job is that? So, interfering with someone else's job, that is what is meant by this ayah. Both man and woman, they got different roles to play and if they are confined to that role, then inshallah they will have a happy life. Many people, they don't realize this thing, especially in the West. In the West, they, they, they say that every, every person should work. Even the woman should work. Even though the percentage of an unemployment is rising every day, but still you have to work. 
and mostly when the women work, most of their earnings, they go to the beauty parlors. That is, uh, that is the reality, isn't it so? Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said very clearly, الرِّجَالُ قَوَّامُونَ عَلَى النِّسَاءِ بِمَا فَضَّلَ اللَّهُ بَعْضَهُمْ عَلَى بَعْضٍ وَبِمَا أَنْفَقُوا مِنْ أَمْوَالِهِمْ فَالسَّالِحَاتُ قَانِتَاتٌ حَافِظَاتٌ لِلْغَيْبِ بِمَا حَفِظَ اللَّهُ Men are the maintainer of the woman because of two reasons. Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given excellence to some upon the other. وَبِمَا أَنْفَقُوا مِنْ أَمْوَالِهِمْ And because they spend out of their money. They spend out of their money. The, the excellence which is given to them, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said in Surah Al-Baqarah, وَلَهُنَّ مِسْلُ الَّذِي عَلَيْهِنَّ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ وَلِلْرِجَالِ عَلَيْهِنَّ دَرَجَةِ وَاللَّهُ عَزِيزٌ حَكِيمٌ the man got one daraja above them and that daraja that is the one which is mentioned here that they spend man has to spend if you are not spending upon your wife you know, if you are not maintaining her you are neglectful you are not doing your duty you can't ask your woman to work if you can work that is a different case that if a person, because of any reason, he can't work, the woman is working, that is an exceptional case. But primarily, a man is to work. He is the breadwinner. And it, it begins with the token of dower amount which you give at the time of marriage. When the woman, uh, when the woman argue about uh, their rights. I never ever in any sitting heard this question from a woman, why we are not supposed to give dower to the man? Never ever. Because this dowry or dower, you have to receive it. A woman has to receive it from the man. And they are happy. They are happy with that. But when it comes to, to other things, then they say, no, there should be equality. Yes, there should be equality, but equality does not mean that everybody in this hall, not everybody in this hall, everybody in UK should be the Prime Minister. No, Prime Minister would be only one person. Isn't that so? Not all the people could be Prime Minister. You can't create quality among men. One is Prime Ministers, the others are Ministers, and others are Secretaries, and some others, they are just servants. They are serving them. Where is the equality? You can't create this equality. This is uh, a fallacy which the people, they, they keep on preaching. So there is no equality. Equality means the rights. That you should not be deprived of your right which is given to you. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala who created us, he knows better what are our rights. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knew that a woman, though she got a very tender nature, but she can bear children, she can carry the children. If that duty is given to the man, he is not going to bear it at all. He will refuse completely. So this is why the poor man is not given this duty. The women who are stronger in that, 
they are given this duty. They carry the child, they deliver the child, they rear the child, they suckle the child. What a great duty they are doing. And because of that, because of rearing the children, their temperament is a soft one, a tender one, a kind one, which is needed to rear the children. But to give divorce, this temperament is not useful. Because a woman is governed by the temperament. And if the right of divorce is given to her, then what is going to happen? Believe me, every one of you, after one or two days of your marriage, would be divorced by your wife. At the first dispute with you, she would say, fired, divorced. <laughs> you can't do anything now. Huh? Because she is governed by the temperament. The man is governed by the mind. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has given this right to the man. Think. Think before you utter this word, divorce. And again, as I said, that if uh, the man is given the charge of the children, just think about the infant in your lap. The child is crying throughout the night. You are disturbed in your sleep. How many times you will get up and uh, attend the child? How many times? Maybe once, maybe twice. Third time you will throw the child from the window out. <laughs> what is a monster? What is that child? Is a monster? But a woman is not going to do that. She will stay awake throughout the night taking care of the child. That is the difference between the two of them. And Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala knew what is suitable for you and what is suitable for her. So try to recognize your job, your role, and you would be happy with that. Your duty is once again to make your house a good house, a fortunate house. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala said, Ya ayyuhalladhina amanu, qu anfusakum wa ahlikum nara, naran wa quduhan nasu wal hijara. O believers, save yourselves and your families from a hellfire. Wa quduhan nasu wal hijara, the fuel of which would be the people and the stones means the people with their stone idols. They were worshipping the idols made of stone and now they would see them in the same fire. Stone got no sin, so why they are in the fire? Why they are in the fire? Only to let these mushrikeen people know that these are your idols made of stone. They did not benefit you on the day of judgment. They are burning with you in the hellfire on the day of judgment. يَا أَيُّهَا الَّذِينَ آمَنُوا قُوا أَنفُسَكُمْ وَأَهْلِيكُمْ نَارًا وَقُودُهَا النَّاسُ وَالْحِجَارَةِ عَلَيْهَا مَلَائِكَةٌ غِلَاظٌ شِدَادٌ لَا يَعْصُونَ اللَّهَ مَا أَمَرَهُمْ وَيَفْعَلُونَ مَا يُؤْمَرُونَ This fire which is guarded by angels who are very harsh and stern. They don't disobey whatever commandment which is given to them by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. 
So one of the duty of a Muslim is to educate his family. Family which includes the wife and the children. In one hadith, Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam said, Salasatun harram allahu alayhim al-jannah. There are three people, three types of people Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made paradise haram upon them. Alright, I mentioned one and you mentioned to me two. The other two. The first one is mudminul hamr. The person who keeps on drinking. Mudmin, fond of drinking. That is one. What are the other two? Don't name anybody. No, there is no need to name anybody. <laughs> uh, who, who are the other two in this hadith? So you will remember then this hadith. Uh, Al-Munafiqeen. But I, I need this hadith. Munafiqeen, they are always, already in the hellfire now. Uh, but this one... Uh, yes? Hmm? The one who... Hey, yes, the youth, the youth, uh, the youth, the word, remember the youth. Alladhi yaral khubusa fi ahlihi, who sees something bad, something bad by his family, and he enjoys it. Huh? He, sit, he, he sits quiet, he does not say anything, because he is, either he is very frightened, huh? or he does not care. Let her do what, uh, what she does. She goes without hijab, let her go, because uh, she, is, uh, she is free in this country. That is the use. And the third one is aq, the one who is, uh, who is not, uh, who, uh, who has cut off the relations, al-aq, who has cut off the relations, especially with his parents, that is aq. So the use is the one, the person who sees something bad, some munkar in his family, and he does not want to change it. Now this incident is attributed to one of a great scholar, and some doubt about it, but anyhow, let me mention it about a great scholar in India, Nawab Sadiq Hassan Khan. He married the princess of Bhopal, the state of Bhopal. And he was not a Nawab. Nawab means... Uh, just like prince or the ruler. The woman was the ruler. She has inherited that rule from her mother. She married Sadiq Hassan Khan. And this is how he became Nawab Sadiq Hassan Khan. He is a very famous writer. So many books he has written about Islam in Arabic. His wife did not do hijab. And uh, Nawab Sadiq Hassan Khan wanted, to, wanted her to do hijab. But she is a princess, she is Malika, she is the queen. So how could he address her? How could he correct her? So he got this uh, unique way to correct her. They used to go out for a walk in the evening in their cart. So he said to one of his pupils that uh, when we are out, just stop us and ask us this question, who is the youth? What is the meaning of the youth? So this is what happened. They came out for a walk. 
the student just stopped the cart. He said, uh, Sheikh, I just want to know one thing. What is that? In hadith, I read the word they use. Who is the use? He said, look at me, I am the use. Uh, uh, because uh, my wife is without parda, without hijab, huh? and I can't do anything, so I am the use. So the woman picked the point at once, and she said, go back, go back. From that day, she did not leave hijab, she observed hijab. I have, the, I have seen the photograph of uh, the prince and princesses who came from India in a deputation. That was, of course, before the partition of subcontinent to Pakistan and uh, India. So there was a deputation of these princely states, rulers. They're all sitting. Among them in the center is that woman with her complete hijab even covering the face. Some people, they think that uh, once you marry, the first thing you should do, you go for honeymoon. <laughs> All right, what is the explanation of honeymoon? Honeymoon, they say, the months, the months of honey. Yes, in America, every woman is honey. They say, honey, honey, honey. They say, well, what type of honey, huh? Because uh, they should know that if honey is made of some bees, some bees are very, very sharp in, in biting. So the honey becomes, is affected by that biting as well. So women should not be proud of uh, this address, always saying you are honey. So they say that we must have a honeymoon, whole month of honey. This is uh, the impression with the people, but that is not correct. The correct is what, is what is written in 1656 in one of the encyclopedia or in one of the books. Let me read. Honeymoon applied, and because it was written in 1656, so applied is spelled like this, A-double-P-L-Y-E-D. Honeymoon applied to those married persons. Again, married is... Uh, M-A-R-R-Y-E-D. To those married persons that love well at first and decline in affection afterwards, it is honey now, but it will change as the moon. Just as the moon declines. Huh? It was full moon. Huh? On 15th of night, it is full moon. Then it starts declining. So this is what it means. So now I think after uh, listening to the explanation, explanation of honeymoon, you are not going to do that, huh? because it is a bad woman. Though we don't believe in omens, but uh, anyhow, this is the meaning of honeymoon. If you want to convert your house into a successful house or a happy house, I'm just giving all those nasaih, uh, nasiha of the Prophet ﷺ. In Quran it said, وَعَاشِرُوهُنَّ بِالْمَعْرُوفِ Live with them بِالْمَعْرُوفِ in a good way, according to the custom. The Prophet ﷺ has said, اِسْتَوْسُوا بِالنِّسَاءِ خَيْرًا فَإِنَّ الْمَرْأَةَ خُلِقَتْ مِنْ ذِلْعٍ 
Always treat the woman, that is the wasiya, always treat the woman in a good way, in a fair way. Because a woman is created out of rib. And the most crooked part of the rib is the one which is the top one. If you wanted to straighten it, you are going to break it. And if you leave it, it will remain crooked. فَاسْتَوْسُ بِالنِّسَاءِ خَيْرًا So, have good treatment of the woman. Some people, they said that it means Hawa uh, was created out of the rib of Adam. That's what it means. And uh, this is the same meaning they apply to the first ayah of Surah An-Nisaya. يُوَنَّاسُ اتَّقُوا رَبَّكُمْ الَّذِي خَلَقَكُمْ مِنْ نَفْسٍ وَاحِدَةٍ وَخَلَقَ مِنْهَا زَوْجَهَا who created you out of one soul, and from that soul he created his spouse, Minha, they say from his rib. But uh, I take the other meaning, which is more appropriate, and that is, like the other expression in Al-Quran, which says that, Man is created out of hastiness. Min ajal, the same word, Min Ajal. It does not mean that there is something, some substance which was uh, hastiness and from that substance man was created. No. It means that the man is created of a nature of hastiness. In the same way here, it means that the woman is created out of uh, a rib means the nature is just like the rib. And that is explained by other narration in which it is said that the woman is like a rib, like a rib. So we, we must understand this and we can take this example when Zainab bint Jahsh presented or sent a plate full of food, maybe you can say full of rice, uh, but those days I don't think. Anyhow, rice was available. She sent a plate full of food to Aisha, to Aisha's house, to the Prophet When Aisha saw that the plate is coming from Zainab, she just uh, hit with her hand the servant who was carrying that plate. So the plate fell down and it was broken. Prophet was looking at that incident. He simply said, Gharat ummukum. Your mother got ghira. The word ghira is used here. Your mother got ghira. Aisha got this ghira, yani because of that nature of the woman, she could not tolerate that uh, something nice is coming from Zainab's house to the Prophet wasallam, and Prophet would be very happy with Zainab today. So this is why she, she did that. And Prophet said, Gharat ummukum. Your mother got ghira. And then the Prophet ﷺ asked for a new plate, which was brought. 
and then that plate was sent to, to Zainab. So in that case, Prophet ﷺ did not become very angry to Aisha. There were no exchange of words at all. Simply he said, Gharat ummukum, and the matter is finished. Because he knew that this is the nature of the woman. So, this is why he did not uh, say any harsh word to her at that time. And uh, sometime Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha was not happy with, uh, with the Prophet, uh, angry to the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa And Prophet said, Aisha, I knew when you are angry with me and when you are pleased with me. When you are angry with me, you say, La wa Rabbi Ibrahim. And if you are pleased with me, you say, La wa Rabbi Muhammad. By Muhammad, you say, when you are pleased. By uh, by uh, the Rabb of Muhammad, when you are pleased, by the Rabb of Ibrahim, when you are not pleased. And Aisha said, Isn't, Ma hajartu illa ismaka ya Muhammad sallallahu alayhi wa sallam. I have only left, I have only abandoned your name. No more than that. And I did not insult you at all. I just said, Warabbi Ibrahim. So this shows that, uh, how was the family life uh, in the house of the Prophet ﷺ. Now this ayah which I have just recited in the beginning, which gives the duty of the man to spend and the duty of the woman, فَالصَّالِحَاتُ قَانِتَاتٌ حَافِذَاتٌ لِلْغَيْبِ بِمَا حَفِذَ اللَّهِ There are three words which are used here. The first word is فَالصَّالِحَات They are salihat, they are good women, they are pious women. For example, Prophet ﷺ passed by Hafsa, his wife, after Fajr prayer. And she was sitting in her musalla. And then Prophet ﷺ passed once again an hour later after Salatul Duha. And she was still there sitting. Sitting, reading Al-Quran. And Prophet ﷺ was much pleased with her. That is the example of the wife of the Prophet ﷺ. And Prophet also said, May Allah SWT have mercy upon a man who wakes up in the middle of the night or after the middle of the night and he does wudu and then he wakes his wife to pray with him as well. And if he, if she does not rise, then he just sprinkles some water upon her, upon the face, huh? so she can stand up. In your case, even if you use a bucket of water, that would not be enough. Huh? <laughs> but I think that uh, uh, the women are more pious. Uh, they stand at night time and they pray. They should use. Uh, this uh, prescription upon you, putting, throwing water upon you to let you stand and pray at the Hajjit time. Aisha radiallahu ta'ala anha was not uh, yani, very keen upon the night prayer. So Prophet sallallahu used to finish his prayer and then uh, he would say to Aisha, Kumi ya Aisha, awtiri. Stand Aisha now and do your witr. So she stands up and then she says, Harvitr. Uh, I say to our woman, All right, be like Aisha. Just say your witr, and that is enough, inshallah. 
But anyhow, those uh, who wants to pray their night prayer, there is a great reward for that. For Salihat, the first thing that they are pious people, they are pious ladies. And the word pious includes every good action. The second, Qanitatun, they are obedient. They are obedient. Means they obey their husbands. But uh, as the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa sallam has said, لا طاعت يعني لا طاعت إلا في معروف The obedience is only in those commandments which are from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. In something good. If your husband is asking you something bad, something which is against sharia, then don't obey him. And that is a general ruling for every person. You are not going to carry out any commandments which is against Allah, against the Prophet That is the main thing. But they are, otherwise they are obedient. Another hadith in which the Prophet has said, المرأة إذا صلت خمسها وصامت شهرها وأتاعت بعلها وحفظت فرجها قيل لها يوم القيامة ادخلي من أي أبواب الجنة شيء. If a woman prays five times a day, fasts the whole month of Ramadan, obeys her husband, guards her chastity, it would be said to her on the day of judgment, enter into Jannah from whichever gate you like. How many gates of Jannah? Eight gates. Because some people, they would be entering from the gate of prayer, because they pray a lot. Some from the gate of Arrayan, the gate of satisfaction, because they are fasting a lot. But she was allowed to enter from, from any gate she likes. And it does not say that uh, the woman who does jihad, who does so and so, who goes for work, it does not say that. Only if she prays five times a day, fasts the month of Ramadan, obeys her husband, and guards her chastity. So Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has made simple the matter for the woman. For men, yes, you have to go for jihad as well. If jihad is needed, you have to go for jihad. Even the women, they were so keen to join jihad that they said to the Prophet wasallam, what is our jihad? Why don't we go for jihad? And the Prophet wasallam said, jihadu kunna la shawkata fi. Your jihad is something where there is no fighting. Al-hajj wal-umrah. Hajj and umrah. And alhamdulillah now, even for us men, there is only one jihad left, where that is hajj and umrah. Because there is no more jihad now left, uh, uh, and that is, uh, as you, uh, once again I have to mention someone or some country, so this is why I don't want to mention, because of them, hmm? uh, 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 no concept of jihad is left now. I mean, even if you speak about jihad, they would be, you know, they are... They are frightened to, to hear the word imam. Huh? You are imam? You are in the mosque. Oh. A man like me, old person, this and that, you are frightened of him. So what about if you say, I am a mujahid as well? <laughs> Straight away to uh, this place, which is where it is. Uh, uh, it's so difficult, I can't even pronounce it. Huh? Because Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, when he is not pleased with some people, 
or some country, Azaqahallahu libas al-ju'i wal-khawf. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala let them taste a dress of hunger and fear. Hunger and fear. This is what is happening. These people, they don't realize Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has placed upon them a fear. They are living in the state of the fear, constant fear. Even they are fearful of their shadows as well, as we say. That is a punishment from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Alhamdulillah, thank God, you are punishing some people. Huh? But they don't realize, the person is living in pain, he does not realize that he is in pain. This is just like the drunkard person. Drunkard person who is uh, maybe after being drunk a lot. Now he is, uh, he fell down in the mud. And he thinks that he is on the bed, huh? not only the bed, on the queen's bed. <laughs> so that is the state of these people. They think that they got peace and security, but they are living in, in fear. And this is why we say to them, come to Islam. Because Islam means peace. Peace which starts from here. Peace of mind. Peace of mind here. If the peace is here, then you can give peace to others as well. Islam means come to the peace. Have peace yourself, for your family, and for the entire mankind. فَالصَّالِحَاتُ قَانِثَاتٌ They are obedient. And uh, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is hakim, he is wise. When he said that the men are the maintainer of the woman, he said that in a small unit of a family, one should be the head of the family. And who is the head of the family? The man. The man is the head of the family and that is the choice. There is no choice given here. That is something which is ordained by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. What do you think about a country where there is no rule at all? Where there is uh, not any ruler at all, say president, say prime minister, say king, none. I'm not going to offend my brothers, Somalia brothers, Somali brothers, but I would give this example, for example. Uh, what do you say about a country where there is no, no head at all? And there are so many heads. Each province got one ruler. They are fighting each other. Do you want our houses to be of that example? If you want a harmonious house, there must be one head of the family. And that is what Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has said. So you have to, you have to accept it, just like you accept one prime minister in the country, not two prime ministers. Hafizatun lil ghaybi bima hafiz Allah the gods, the ghaib, the secrets, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has guarded them. Hafizatun lil ghaib, they guard the secrets, which means the secrets of the house. There are so many things which are between you and your husband. There is no, uh, no, no need to go for a guardian and uh, times huh, to publish them. Nothing, there is no need for that. Secrets of the house should be guarded. Bima hafiz Allah, as Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has guarded you, O woman, through the institution of the marriage. Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has guarded you through your husband. 
So you have to guard the secret of the house. حَافِظَاتٌ لِلْغَيْبِ بِمَا حَفِظَ اللَّهِ Some people, they always uh, think about ideals. A man is saying that, uh, before marriage, he says that, I want a woman of these characters. And then he says, how beautiful she should be. And then... When I say cook, she is going to cook. When I say stop, she is going to stop. When I'm going to say go out, she will go out. When I say come in, she will come in. All right. He got so many characters. And uh, then he is going to earn and I'm not going to earn. He will bring all the money to me. He will not keep a penny with, with her. All these things, he's saying that I, I'm looking for such a woman. She, she got no anger at all. She is always pleasing. She is always smiling. She is always serving. So his friend said, yes, this woman is found, is existing, but not here in Al-Jannah. <laughs> you can't expect the ideals in this world. You have to expect your spouse with all the defects in her. Like that woman, a man came to propose to her, and this person got some gray hairs uh, in his head. And the woman saw him and accepted. Later, she sent someone to him telling him that I got some gray hairs in my head as well. The man said, then, I, I can't accept you. The woman said, I just wanted to tell you that we women like the same as you like from us. I got no gray hairs at all. I just wanted to tell you that we women are just like you. You, you want a person without gray hair? I want a person without gray hairs as well. <laughs> we love the same thing which a man loves. Abdullah ibn Abbas said... Uh, I beautify myself for my wife as she beautifies herself for me. A woman who does not care about her beautification at all and she was always uh, in, uh, in clothes not pleasing to the husband, in a state not pleasing to the husband, the man married another wife. Now the first wife realized what she has done. So she beautified herself, she got new clothes, and then she, she came to him. And he was amazed. He said, if I knew that you are uh, my wife like this, I would have not married the other woman. And let me uh, mention the famous uh, hadith as well. لا يفرك مؤمن مؤمنة إن كره منها خلقا رضي منها آخر. A man should not despise. A believer man should not despise a believing lady means his wife. If he is not pleased with one of uh, her character, he may be pleased with another character. And it means that uh, she is not complete. She is not perfect. There may be some defects. So you have to live with these, with these defects because there must be some good things in her as well. 
And let me say that uh, a fortunate house, a good house, is that house which is populated by the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. That house where there is no remembrance of Allah, no Quran is read, no prayer is established, there would be no blessing at all. As the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wa has said that the house in which no Quran is read, that is just like a ghost house. He said, don't turn your houses into cemeteries, in graveyards, because there is no recitation is done in graveyard. So if you don't recite Quran at home, then enter your house. There is the grave of the husband, another grave of the wife, another grave of the children. They are not beds, they are all graves. So don't turn your houses into graves. Populate it with the remembrance of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. First thing which uh, the voice or the sound which should come out from your house, that is Al-Quran. The voice of Al-Quran in the morning. Read Al-Quran in the morning. Make uh, it your habit and your children's habit to read Al-Quran in the morning. This is how you begin your day. And then to take care of your children and to teach them about Islam, to always relate to them the stories of our uh, great warriors of Islam, to be very polite to them. Prophet ﷺ entered a house where there was an ill child and Prophet ﷺ started doing ruqya. Ruqya, reading Surah Al-Fatiha, reading Al-Mu'abwazatayn, and then blowing like this, blowing like this upon his body. So the child started doing the same thing to the Prophet ﷺ, imitating the Prophet ﷺ, blowing upon the Prophet ﷺ. And his family said to him, don't do that. And Prophet said, no, let him do that. This, is, this was the way of the Prophet ﷺ when he said that, إِنَّ اللَّهَ يُحِبُّ الرِّفْقِ وَيُعْطِي عَلَى الرِّفْقِ مَا لَا يُعْطِي عَلَى الْعُنْفِ Allah SWT loves softness and He gives on softness what He does not give when you are rude or when you are hard. There are a few other things which I wanted to say as well. Is there any time left? All right, because uh, there is a question time as well. Let me mention a few things which may be the reasons of dispute in a family. First of all, if there is any dispute, you should not do it in front of your children. I think some people, they don't want children because of that. Because right from the first moment, they got in their mind that we have to have disputes. So it should not be in front of the children. Don't do it in front of children because they are going to be affected by that. Second, in a giant family system like that of ours, especially from uh, the subcontinent and also from Eastern countries, normally sons, they live with their wives in the parental house. And then comes this question of uh, relation with your in-laws, especially the woman with her mother-in-law. They have turned mother-in-law, even in English literature, as something very horrible. Mother-in-law should be always something horrible. 
That is not the case. Mother-in-law could be a very nice lady, a good lady, who is going to treat her daughter-in-law with affection and love, just like her own daughter. So a good relation can develop among both of them and they can, they can live smoothly and nicely in the same house. But because of the ignorance, mainly to, because of the ignorance, which is al-jahala, jahalat, because of the ignorance, many women, they don't understand that. And this is how they spoil their relation with their in-laws. So if uh, this, this matter could be dealt nicely by the man, that is good. If can't, then you should provide a separate house to your wife because she needs that. That is one of your duty. Let house, let them be housed where you want to live according to your means. So to provide a house, a flat, a place separately for her, that is your duty. And especially when you can't live harmoniously in your own house. And I have seen so many cases where the whole marriage has broken down just because of the involvement of your father and mother, or the father of the mother, father and mother of the woman. Just say to them simply, Abbaji, you have done your marriage, and you have done your duty. Ammaji, you have lived your life, so why are you interfering with our life? So the way you have lived your life, that was for you. You have done it. So you got no right to interfere in our lives. If they don't interfere in your lives, you can have a better life without any dispute at all. Another thing that keep away from bad friends on both sides. Because uh, some women, they are very much affected by their friends who are not educated, who are not sincere, who spoil your house. In the same way, the same thing applies to the men as well. And I've said in the beginning, those people who have turned their houses in just a hotel, they go out in the morning, they come 12, 12 o'clock at night, just to stay at night. No, as long as you are a married person, then don't spend a lot of time outside the house. And as I also said in the beginning that a woman is governed by her temperaments, this is why you as a man should face her with wisdom. A woman was asking talaq, asking divorce from her husband. She said, you, you must give me talaq. He said, all right, bring me a piece of paper, let me write it. So she brought a piece of paper. Bring me a pen as well. She brought a pen as well. And he said, all right, can I do it tomorrow? Today I'm not feeling well. Huh? Can I do it tomorrow? She said, all right, do it tomorrow. And by tomorrow she was changed. She just forgot about talaq. <laughs> but I have seen some ladies, they are so clever. And I, in Islamic uh, Sharia Council, I have seen some documents prepared by the woman, and it starts that the husband is divorcing her, all three talaqs in one go. Only the place for his signature is left. And then she says to me that uh, this is the document, and he has divorced me. 
because of course there was no signature at all so this is why we we can't accept it but what i am saying that some women they can do they can go to that extent as well writing the document of talaq by themselves let alone if the right was given to them i think now the, the remaining time we should leave for uh, questions and their answers wa sallallahu ta'ala ala nabiyyina muhammad wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in jazakumullah khairan jazakallah khairan sheikh sahib hasan for the words of wisdom i'm sure we all benefited from that um la hawla wa la quwwata illa billah we have a large number of questions um and we have maybe 20 minutes to try and get through as many as possible so i'll just give you Uh, what, what I'm going to do with the questions, inshallah. Um, firstly, I'll try and take uh, one from brother, alternate between brothers and sisters, questions, uh, to try to be fair. Um, and then I'll, I'll try and deal with questions that are circumstantial, uh, like a particular situation, because I think that's important. Um, and that just to w- mention one thing, there's a lot of questions that aren't related to the topic as such, uh, such about uh, hijab, And also there's been a number of questions just about uh, sisters in the workplace because I think that was mentioned. If we have time, try, and to, cov- try to cover that. But uh, we'll, we'll see what happens, inshallah. Uh, the first question. Assalamu alaikum. Uh, what if husband and wife have good intentions? I want to make the marriage work. But unfortunately, husband and wife are very different and do not get on. What is your advice? Is this ground for divorce? if they can't get on with each other and they have tried all the means and the last means is to involve their elders fab'asu hakaman min ahlihi wa hakaman min ahliha in yurida islahan yuwaffiqillahu baynahuma that uh, one person from her house one person from man's house and they try to reconcile between two of them and if they wanted to have reconciliation allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is enabled would enable them to do that even if that fails then there is a way out yes there is a way out this is not a a closed room where there is no way out so you must have two doors one door for the woman and one for the man just leave that leave that room means depart from each other and you can end this marriage with divorce And the next question, uh, I have uh, five or more children. Me and my husband agree each, o- each other not to have any uh, another children because we feel that we cannot control our responsibilities of children. Is that against uh, Islam? Uh, how many children, she said? Uh, five. Five? Five children. Uh, I got six, so... <laughs> uh, and uh, my younger brother got eight uh, in Islamabad and uh, I know in America Sheikh Adli who got 21 21 or 24 something like this so it means that uh, that is uh, the barakah from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala blessing from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala the one who created them he will take care of them and uh, Our Prophet has said, إِنَّمَا تُرْزَقُونَ بِضُعَفَائِكُمْ You are given your livelihood because of the weak people among you. The weak people, your children. Because of them, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala is sustaining you. If they were not there, your risk may have stopped long ago. 
يعني ذا سين ولا تقتلوا أولادكم خشية إملاق نحن نرزقهم وإياكم إن قتلهم كان خطأ كبيرا Don't uh, kill your children because of hunger نحن نرزقهم وإياكم We sustain them and we sustain you Sustain them first Because don't think that uh, they are not going to survive if you, if you are not there We نحن نرزقهم وإياكم So whatever you are given by Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, that is because of your children, because of your weak people among you. So don't, uh, don't think in these terms that who is going to take care of them. Especially in this country where you got such a good system of social security, then what do you care about uh, your children? They, they will take care of them. It's <laughs> uh, a question from uh, someone who's not married. Um, a good practicing brother proposes to his sister through her family. They say uh, she is not ready for, for a couple of years to marry. She is around 18 and tells her family she is ready and she would like to marry. Uh, she has good deen also. What should be said to her family? She wants to, to marry, but her family doesn't no, want. So, uh, so he, hmm? he wants to marry her. Mm-hmm. Um, but they say that, that she's not ready yet. She's not ready. But she, she's, she's 18. Oh, to make her ready, one week is enough, Yani, if you, <laughs> if you want to, to make her ready for, for marriage. Less than one, a week is enough. So this is no excuse at all. 18 years old? Yes, 18 years old, that is a good age for marriage. Because uh, if she is balig, and of course she is adult, she, she got her adulthood at the age of 14, 15, so that is a good age to marry. And that, as, as I said before, that you are going to miss the train if you keep on delaying. You reject one person now, then the second, then the third, no fourth would be coming then, inshallah. So... <laughs> I, I got no one in personally in mind, so don't take my inshallah for just one single person, no. That is a general thing. Mm. And then the hadith of the Prophet ﷺ, if someone proposes uh, the hand of your any daughter or sister and you are pleased with his deen and character, then hasten to marry. If you don't do it, there would be a fasad, a great uh, disturbance and a fitna, a great fitna in the land. So that is, uh, you have to hasten if you got a good proposal for your daughter or for your sister, for anyone who is under your custody. No. Inshallah, I'll try uh, so that we get, don't go into the topic that was covered yesterday about choosing uh, marriage. Um, in my, uh, no, this one. Many brothers don't realize the hardship women go through uh, uh, bringing up children and say, what do you do? I do this and this, what do you, and what do you do? Uh, these kids, this kids, their children as well, uh, and sometimes brothers forget this, uh, you, know, you know, they say this in front of their children as well. Uh, so what advice would you give? Again, uh, just at home, you mean, just at home or going for a, for a journey? Yeah, I mean, the, the general question is that 
the, the woman goes through a lot of hardship bringing up children. Ah, but that's not, the brother doesn't consider that. Mm-hmm. Our brothers should realize that uh, the work which is done by the woman, that is very hard work, very hard work. As I said in my speech as well. And this is why they should be more affectionate, more kind to their women, and also try to assist them as well. And as long as you are not at, at work or you have come from your work and uh, the kids need your attention as well, then why not? Yes, you should cooperate with them in taking care of the children. That is a duty and you must not uh, fall short of that. Uh, my wife prays fast, perform extra prayers, uh, keeps extra fast, give plentiful in charity, but she has a very sharp tongue towards me. What advice do you give to have for her? My wife will know who I am. There is a gender nasiha for, uh, for everyone that the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam when he said to Mu'az that kuffa alayka hadha and then he pointed towards his tongue that hold, hold this piece of flesh and he said what about it and then he said hal yukabbun nasu fi jahannam ala wujuhim illa min hasa'idi al-sinatihim aw kamaqal the people would be thrown into the hellfire upside down just because of the earnings of their tongues. Earning of their tongues. So that is a very grave matter. A person when he speaks anything, says anything, he should think twice. Because it may displease Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and that would be his end. He, will, he go to Jahannam because of that. So first of all, the nasiyah is for the woman, for the men, that please think before you speak. Because you may hurt someone, you may hurt your husband, you may hurt the family of your husband because of that few words which you have said without thinking at all. Why are you so hasty to enter into Jahannam? This, uh, are you fed up with this world? So you want to uh, say, all right, I'm going to somewhere which is, uh, which is better than that? No, Jahannam is not better than that. Don't hasten yourself to Jahannam. Always try to discipline your tongue. That is a nasiya, a gender nasiya. And the second thing is, again, the person who got patience in uh, face of that woman, he would be rewarded for that. So, in your case, have patience and get reward from Allah SWT. And she, with her tongue, if she is doing it again and again, then ask forgiveness for her because she may end up into a very bad end because of her tongue. Ask forgiveness for her from Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Assalamu alaikum wa rahmatullah. As we all know, the ummah needs to improve itself. Uh, no, actually, I wanted to... There's a lot of questions about jobs. We'll try and keep that to the end if we have time. Um... What is the position of the husband in relation to the wife, whereby the wife is spending on the man and family 
because the husband is not working or not in position to provide for the wife. I said that in in exceptional cases that is that is allowed if the man is not working for any reason or is invalid or the woman is found to be a rich lady we got the case of uh, Sayyidina Khadija radiyallahu ta'ala anha she was a rich lady and when she married the Prophet sallallahu alayhi wasallam Prophet has to take care of her merchandise in the beginning but after he became or he was given uh, this great mission of prophethood he got uh, no time left uh, to get his earning by himself so khadija's money was uh, benefiting him a lot and this is why he admitted he said uh, no money has benefited me like the money of of khadija radiyallahu ta'ala so these are exceptional cases but uh, the general rule is that the man is the maintainer and he has to maintain I know, it, I know it is said that if a man is angry with his wife, he should avoid her and sleep in another room until she has calmed down. But if a man turns it into a habit of sleeping in another room each time there is a very small argument, what should a wife do in this, these circumstances? When a man is constantly uses an argument which he provokes to keep away from her days and sometimes week, weeks, he only comes back to her when he wants to seek a favor from her. Please advise as this is painful. That may be a, a particular case. In such a case, I would advise the woman, man and woman, both of them, to, to come to a sheikh. If they are in London, they can come to me as, as well for advice, just to advise this person in particular that why does he do that? What are the main reasons? There may be many reasons behind that. There are uh, some women who keep on saying such things which uh, may disturb this person and make him angry all the time. There may be a need for the correction on the part of the woman as well. So this is why I would advise them to have uh, a special sitting with the sheikh and try to find out a solution for their dispute. Because it is, uh, it is not a healthy sign. Why, if you are married, then why you are... Uh, Apart from each other, you are not in the same room. Why? What is the reason behind that? I just came across a situation which was totally opposite. A person who wants to marry another woman. That woman was a, a new convert. And when they came to me, they were sitting very close to each other. Are you married? No, we are not married. All right. We want to marry, yes. I'm going to wed you, inshallah. Where do we live? We live in the same room. Why? Because I got no room except one room. So, and this woman has come a long way from that place to this place. She got no room. So, where should we stay? All right. Are you staying in the same room? Yes. Are you staying in the same bed? Oh, there is only one bed. But anyhow, they say that, <laughs> no, we are not staying in the same bed. I said, no, this is not correct. If you want to marry, then you must stay 
in any other place. Don't stay in the same room. Come tomorrow, I said to them, come tomorrow and I'm going to wed you, but next day I asked them, where, where, where you were last night? He said, I went to my friend's house, I stayed there. So, mashallah, even before marriage they are staying together and you people, huh, this person, after marriage they don't want, they don't want to be together. Oh, what is this? <laughs> it is not acceptable at all. If one of the purposes of getting married is to have children, then what do women who can't, cannot bear children do? Can they not get married? Yes, they marry, and uh, if the man is pleased with her, he may be pleased with her because of her character, because of her other good things which she got, and he may likes to remain with her. So that is uh, that can happen. But if a woman is barren, the man is allowed. The man got the choice to marry another woman. On the opposite side, if uh, the man himself is impotent, then the woman got the right to ask for talaq, for divorce. And she can have divorce because of that, because of that reason. But if she likes to stay, yes, she can stay. Anyhow, if she wants to stay and she got patience, inshallah she would be rewarded for that. But in Islam, she got the right to ask for talaq because of that defect in the man. In the same way, the man got the right to marry another woman or divorce that woman if he likes. So, both ways it is, uh, it is allowed. And she can remain in the same marriage if both like that or they can depart from each other. Uh, so unfortunately, it's the last question we have time for. Um, is it acceptable for the husband to stop his wife from seeing her parents? I understand that you have to listen to your husband, but when does Allah say that, that uh, we should not listen to them? A man should not prevent the wife to see her parents because uh, there is a great right of the parents upon both man and woman. For a man, it is a greater right because when Prophet ﷺ was asked what is the greatest right which a person should do to someone, he said, to his parents, to his mother, to his mother. And what is the greatest uh, right a woman should do to someone, he said to her husband. But it does not mean that you prevent your wife from seeing her parents on a mutually agreed times. And if some woman, you know, if you are living in the same town or in the same locality, some women, they are in the habit of visiting the parents every day. Allah, nothing bad, uh, nothing bad if your husband allows it. But if he says, no, once a week is enough, then of course, once a week is, is enough. That is good. Ex in exceptional cases, when some, one of the parents is ill, of course, uh, the man is going to allow you or he will not mind if you visit your parents at that time. But anyhow, the visit should be organized by the consent of the man. But the man should not prevent her completely from seeing her parents. 
It should be on a regular basis, maybe once a week or twice a month, whatever you agree between two of you. JazakAllah Khair. I'm afraid we've run out of time. JazakAllah Khair, Sheikh, for sharing your, your wisdom with us and, and your precious time. Um, I just want to make a, a small uh, comment. Um, this doesn't apply to people here because obviously you're still here. But uh, if people could try and attend to, to wait till the end of the lecture before people start to leave, just out of respect uh, for the shiur. Uh, um, inshallah, we have uh, the break now for lunch uh, and dhuhr and asr prayer. So um, if you, I, I assume, uh, lunch will be first and then dhuhr and asr, inshallah. Jazakallah uh, khairan for your patience and subhanakallahumma wa bihamdika ashhadu an la ilaha illa anta astaghfiruka wa atubu ilayk. Assalamu alaykum. Thank you.